there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Leslie Linka-Gladder. Leslie, One of the things that you've certainly benefited from was the fact that you were mentored by two of the greats in the filmmaking industry, by Steven Spielberg and David Lynch. Just very briefly, how did you get those opportunities? So my first short film called Tales of Meeting and Parting, I made through the Directing Workshop for Women at the American Film Institute. I applied to that program. And I have to tell you, I was completely unqualified. It was set up. It's a program set up for women in the film business who hadn't directed. I was not in the film business. I was a modern dancer and a choreographer, but I had been told a series of stories when I was living in Tokyo, Japan, that were my mentor stories. And I felt like I had to pass them on. And I knew it wasn't dance. It needed to be the actual narrative story. So a friend of mine, when I finally moved back to America, having been living overseas for 10 years, told me about this program at the American Film Institute. I had just moved to LA because I was married to someone at the time that I'm now divorced from. And he was moving. He had a job in LA. So we were coming here. I was on my way to New York and ended up applying to the program, miraculously got in. I should also add, I was told not to make the film I wanted to make if I ever wanted a job in Hollywood. Really? Uh, Who told you that? I'm not going to say who it was, but it was done out of compassion, not out of something negative, which is even stranger, but it's it my story was three quarters in Japanese, so it needed subtitles. It had narration. It was a period piece set in World War II, and it only had one Caucasian character in it. So all of those things would have been seen at the time as a recipe for disaster. It was completely non-commercial, but I didn't care. Those were the stories I wanted to tell. And that's what I did. So, you know, I came from a different field. I didn't have a filmmaking background. So I ended up working on 10 of the other women's films in the program. So I would learn the process of filmmaking. One of the great things about coming from dance is you can't cheat. If your leg goes up in the air and and I can't hold my balance, you're going to know immediately. There's no way to fake it. So I believe in filmmaking. There's no way to fake it. You have to really learn what you need to know. And it's a lot of different areas. So that's what I did. I worked on all these different films before I made my first film. And I made this film, Tales of Meeting and Partying. And, you know, when you're asking everyone on your crew, on your team to work for free, all you can do is try to get as many people to see it as possible. 
And I sent out this film for every film festival and award possibility. So it would be a way to help pay back the crew who had been so wonderful. And miraculously, it was nominated for an Academy Award for short feature which is an incredible thing. On incredible. A first I was stunned and thrilled, of course. And as a result of that, Steven Spielberg saw the film, and I thought this was so exotic, on a plane, and he called me up. I should also add, when he called me up, I thought it was a friend making a prank call. So I <laughs> But and that's where I did my first job with was through the amazing Steven Spielberg. I directed three episodes of an anthology series that he was producing at the time called Amazing Stories. And he asked all of his amazing director friends to come on board and direct. And then he gave opportunities to three new directors. And I was one of them. And that really was my film school. Oh, my gosh. And there's a wonderful story about you watching David Lynch work and learning about how to stay open to the moose head. Oh, yes. Well, so I directed three amazing stories. That was, again, my first professional job. And because I came out of dance and did not go to film school. The directing workshop for women was a a grant program where you were given a small amount of money. In my case, I think it was $1,500 to make a short film. So you were only there for three days and then you were on your own basically making your short. So I felt at that point that You know, I did not go to film school. I did not have that opportunity. So when Stephen hired me on Amazing Stories, I asked if I could shadow him and learn from him. And I was able to shadow another director on Amazing Stories. And I, because I wanted to learn, I wanted to be sure I really understood the process before I was again out on my own directing again. That was so formative in my process. So after Amazing Stories, I took my first job in series television, and that series was Twin Peaks. So I should also add that these two series were very director influenced. So I never looked at TV as a lesser medium than film. You have to tell a great visual story. So for me, learning from both Spielberg who taught me to stay connected to my instincts no matter what. And then going to David Lynch, a brilliant director, couldn't be more different than Stephen, but with their own brilliant process. So what what do you learn from that? You have to find your own process. So I'm a big planner coming out of modern dance. I like to have thought everything through, and that allows me... That kind of preparation allows me to be in the moment and open to everything happening. So with David, my big learning moment with him is I fell in love with Twin Peaks. From the moment I saw his brilliant pilot, I was like, oh, my God, if I could ever be on that show, it would be amazing. So luckily, he actually called me and As I was getting to know him, there was a specific scene, not in the pilot, but I think in his first episode where Michael Onkeen and Kyle McLaughlin are in a bank vault and they are opening a safety deposit box and on the table is a moose head. And no one ever really refers to the moose head that sits there the whole time, but it's there. 
And it's brilliant. So when I got to know David, I asked him where he got the idea to put the moose head on the table. And he looked at me like, what do you mean? And I said, well, where did it come from? And he said he walked into the room and the set decorator was going to hang the moose head on the wall. And David saw it, it lying there on the table and said, leave the moose head. And something opened up for me in that moment where you have to come in with your plan. You have to know what you want, but you always want to be open to the moose head on the table. You always want to be open to the opportunity that presents itself that you could have never imagined alone making your plan. Be open to life as it's there. See that as a gift and utilize that in your storytelling. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.